You take an ancient dinosaur gut and some toxic waste. You get a monster who stomps around and tries to eat your face. You take some kaiju media, some assholes and a mic. You get a podcast that'll make you rethink your whole life. So come watch Godzilla with Podzilla. King of the casters with Envy and Brandon. And Jasper, who's a dog. Welcome to Podzilla, King of the Casters. I'm your host, Envy Nightingale. And I'm your other host, Brandon. Producer Jasper's the only one with hope left in his eyes right now. My will to live has been drained. I've accepted the void. This bottle is all that we have left. We're not going to be perfectly sober during this episode. We won't get really buzzed, but... Speak for your fucking self. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, folks... We really liked Singular <laughs> If you couldn't tell, this is not going to be a positive review. We, I know we were positive last time about Singular Point. That might have even inspired some of you to watch Singular Point. We're sorry. We're so sorry. We, we apologize. We, we have learned from our mistakes. We do no longer. We no longer uh, associate with Singular Point. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm, I'm shocked at the level of nosedive that occurred in those episodes. Yeah, like we were like, we weren't talking about the first half of the season like it was the best thing ever, but we liked it. We mm. liked it. It was overall fun outside of poop poop. Outside of poop and the complex parts of like the narrative involving what the singular point is and all this other weird cataclysm stuff like we said as long as they did not focus that as long as they did not focus that as much then we're going to be okay for the rest of the series and guess what they focused super hard on poop poop and the techno babble yeah it's the- it's so... We just did not understand what was happening for the last six episodes of this season. It was tough. It was so tough. It Going into the first half of this, we, we anticipated that, okay, like, some of this is going to back into play. But it's not like this girl, the, the girl, like, graduate is going to stay separate from the rest of the group for the rest of the series, right? She's going to converge with them at some point, and she does at the end credits of the final episode. Fucking hell. Fuck this show. <laughs> I, I'm i having a hard time articulating how fucking inane and boring this dog pile was. Mm. Um, as we were watching, Nolan put it that, imagine Westworld Season 2, but, like, it doesn't know where it's going. <laughs> like, like, you're, get, you're confused, you're in the, you're, you know, you're in the backseat of the, of the singular point vehicle driving, and the driver has nowhere where to go, and you don't know the address. So, long-time listeners will know I hate the movie Tenet. Mm-hmm. I like Tenet. More than I like this. Wow. I think I have a better understanding of what happened in the movie Tenet. Yeah. It's it's that hard, folks. And the worst part, I feel, of the entire thing is the techno babble and all of that shit that if you were to cut, like, if you were to add up how long they talk about that, it could be like a third of the series entirely. It's probably it's, more. I, okay, half. I think these like it was like 80-20 these last 6 episodes. I would say especially the first couple of these last 6 was yeah. very babble heavy. So the problem though, folks, is it doesn't fucking matter. That's the worst part of it. They go into so much about, here's where the singular point is. Here's where the cataclysm is and how to solve it, yada, yada, yada. But what it boils down to is blow up Godzilla with Big Bomb. Yeah, that's it. That's 
Oh, it's oh my god! I it, just can't with this thing. It's it circles around itself so hard, and it builds up. I was waiting in the entire rest of the series of the season for something that the a graduate girl was doing relating to all the techno bullshit to actually contribute to the main thing. It does, actually. It does once, at the very end. I mean, but at the very end, but it's the thing that resolves the climax. Yes, thankfully. it does, but I feel like I wanted more. Why focus on her for, like, half the fucking series? So There's not small... I don't. I didn't feel like there were small reveals with her, like or there were small reveals that we as an audience understood. She'd be like, "Oh, I discovered that the singular point is actually the yada yada yada," and I'm like, "But what does that mean?" Yeah, it's uh, it's oh my god, I like we can't do our normal bits. Uh, what that monster do doesn't really make sense because the monsters are the same. Yeah. Well, I will say. Um, that Godzilla, the thing that we thought was Godzilla, and we're like, I think it is. That's Godzilla, and he looks really fucking sick by the end of the series. I wish this design and God's the Godzilla in this series was in a better project, like a yeah. movie. I think that's part of why this felt so long. Is like, if there was some bad techno babble in like a Godzilla movie like this, fine. It's like thirty minutes. We can deal with that. This was in total probably movie length or more in just Technobabble. So I looked at something and I saw a post online that said that they totaled it up and it was the Godzilla, the amount of Godzilla in the show was 14.5 minutes, which is standard for a Godzilla movie. For a movie? Yeah, but you gotta remember, so each episode was 24 minutes. We're going to say, let's say four minutes of each of that is a... Credits, intro, all that Yeah, intro credits and outro credits. So, 18 minutes times 13. So, you know, that's a little over 220 minutes or so. So that is divided by 60. That's four hours. Yeah, we're looking at like a four-hour movie. Yeah. With... 14.5 14.5 minutes of that being the thing we care about. Yeah. Like, there was more than the 14 and a half minutes overall for me with, like, you know, the Jet Jaguar stuff and all that. Mm-hmm. But, like, even in these last, even in these remaining six episodes, Jet Jaguar just lowered a lot in the personality. Yeah, so the dumbest choice this show makes, I think. Is to turn Jet Jaguar from a mech suit into an AI, which could have been cool, I think, but they chose to have these AIs have like a baby voice, and Very it just fucking kills it. Like it's the same kind of voice as the it's poop poop's voice yeah, exactly. So like in this big triumphant speech. That Jet Jaguar has at the end as they're as they're making the final battle, it it, it does not have the way that should, because it's coming from a voice like this. It's oh, it's like God. the comic relief voice. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's Meowth. Yeah, it's fucking Meowth. Like I'm, like imagine Meowth saves the day and goes, "That's right," and like explodes things. Imagine Meowth delivering. <laughs> The Blade Runner's teardrops in the rain <laughs> speech. <laughs> they turn into nothing, <laughs> like tears in the rain. God damn it! But so, I think my the biggest problem with this is it's got too many characters. Mm. It is just there are three times the amount of char- major characters that that than this show has to have. So, for example, I think Radical Rewrite, I would cut most of the cast. Mm. I would, like, so I would keep, if we are going under the assumption that, you know, whatever the showrunner's grand plan is, 
you need the sto- you need the two story threads of the grad student in the shady corporation and of the rough and tough upstart team what i would propose is you cut it down to the young guy with the white hair yen i think yun yun is that his name yun oh. young white hair guy as the apprentice mr o as his kooky boss who's been working on this mech suit Mm. <laughs> the uh, grad student poop poop and uh, <laughs> you can't get rid of him he's too important the shade one shady businessman one good businessman and that's all poop poop is too important I can't cut him even though he's the worst <laughs> part of the show yeah. but yeah so I don't think we need we don't need four separate shady businessmen. No. Who I all seem to be on the same team. I could not understand it. I'm like, are these separate things going on? I thought yeah. there were multiple shady companies. Yeah, we don't need two good ones with the white hair guy who looked like he was bad for the first half. And then just the more generic guy who's part of the team. Yeah. We... For the... For Team Jet Jaguar itself, hmm. we do not need, uh, we don't need the, uh, the pink-haired goth girl does nothing. Yeah. Well, like... She's not necessary. I don't see... She's not necessary, but I also don't see that as a reason for cutting her. Because you're not, you're not getting much screen time back <laughs> just from not having her. But yeah, I agree, like... I said it during and, the last couple episodes. I was yeah. like, or especially the final one. I'm like, you can cut the whole graduate plot line entirely, basically. I don't think that's necessarily true just because we need to know something about the Shady Corporation and she's our in for that. Yeah. We need an in character for that. Make her an intern of the Shady Corporation. She is that already. She just the internship is just never focused on, and she shows up to this prestigious internship every single day in a fucking t-shirt and short and booty shorts. <laughs> you are in a professional setting. I don't know exactly. what Japanese business culture is, but I don't think it's fucking booty shorts. Exactly, Nolan. Tell her to cover up. <laughs> <laughs> rewind that okay so i'm not saying she's not showing up professional she doesn't need to cover up but she needs to dress more professional like it's clearly an appeal it's clearly an appeal to sex appeal they're only making her dress what like that for sex appeal what if she's comfy <laughs> she's not real brandon she's not real god i'm gonna get canceled no <laughs> oh my goodness um yeah i think you could cut a lot of this but like the core of the wacky old man piloting Jet Jaguar is good. <laughs> Keep that. Like, that's good stuff. Just re- cut the fat. Make this, like, five episodes. We don't need two, a- two separate AI. No. <laughs> Especially when they have the same voice. Yeah. It makes it even harder. Should we just break down? We should break down the rest of this. So people who haven't watched it can actually understand what we're talking about. I thought about that, but then I thought, confidently, can we break down what happened in the show? Okay, okay. So we're... Okay. So basically... Um... Shit. Uh, (laughs) There's a dock, and there are Kamunga there. But when they get cut up, they become Hedoras. I don't think they're ever given a name. That so Kamunga is this. They're not, but I looked it up, and it's Kamunga. Okay. And Kamunga is the spider uh, from the spider villain from Son of Godzilla, a better Godzilla project. Okay. Um. I, and Hedora is uh gonna be relevant soon. We'll tell you. 
Oh, I won't wait till the end of the episode to say this. Our next episode, Tadora. We have another yeah. surprise to give at the end of the episode. Yeah. You, you can jump out now if you want. <laughs> Fear all ye who enter. <laughs> it's, all, it's only downhill from here. So. Man, last episode was fun. We talked about Clifford and fucking dinosaurs. Yeah, this episode we're fucking drinking a bit of booze and just getting really deep and down and dirty on it. So, if we had to summarize the rest of the sea of the season, um, some uh, we're gonna exclude all that singular point bullshit because we don't understand it, and it doesn't really matter. That's the worst part. Like I was saying, it does not matter. Yeah. It doesn't, there's no moment in the plot, It's just, other than vaguely the final fight? It's just needed to, so Poop Poop can time travel. Yes, and then... That's literally the only re- reason you need the idea of the singular point. Yes. I'm trying to think of like a comparison of what that could be. Where like, the entire, like nearly half of a show, of a season is describing so much in detail on something only for the end result to be yeah they use one thing of it and then we're set i don't get it okay so i'm gonna try to describe the rest of the series um godzilla is in tokyo and he's putting out all that red dust putting out tons of it spewing it out at one point he turns into like a cocoon thing and they think he's dead but he's not and he breaks out and he's like even stronger and he's like evolved and he looks like the Godzilla you see in the intro, which is sick. It's a great design. So, you know, he fights with like a giant mass of Rodan at once, which was pretty weird and interesting and cool. They never explain that. That's the worst part. They never explain it. It's like he, all the little Rodans form into a big one and they like have a, like a 10 second fight and then it's over. You never see it again. And while this is happening, uh, Jet Jaguar and the crew fight some, like, spider things, and they escape, and then they discover that the Godzilla bones are being taken away from the underground facility uh, by, like, the evil reporter guy, who I don't think we even mentioned in part one. No, because he didn't matter. He didn't matter, and he kind of still doesn't matter, other than that. So then, um, they're back on the boat, uh, the Jaguar gang, and they go to blow up Godzilla. That's what they're doing. They're gonna meet, I guess, the other crew, the like, the grad student side, like, set up a bomb in the area, right? They I dropped off so. a bomb. That's the closest we can get, is they... Keep in mind, we were perfectly sober while we watched this. The yeah. alcohol is now. Yeah. So. I'm on my second glass, folks. Yeah. That's why I shut the fuck up for a minute. <laughs> so then um, they go to there, and they make it in, and they get the bomb, and they have to find a code for the bomb. And that leads to some weird, uh, I'm going to call him Poop Poop now. Some, yeah. Poop Poop. <laughs> I, I, I'm resigned. Uh, some poop poop hijinks where he has to find the code for the bomb, which leads him to like time traveling weirdness. And like he repairs a boat for a weird thing. Like, so it's fixing up the bomb is visually represented as fixing a sinking boat, which I think. Wait, that's what that was the bomb? Yeah, which I think is supposed to be their, uh, how they're tying in the visions of Mr. O with his pa- painting uh, that predicted all of the Godzilla stuff Is because it? it's on a boat that's sinking. So I think that's how that's supposed to tie in. I but it's not. very much not clear. I did not pick up on any of that. I yeah. just thought, what the fuck is he doing with the boat? But then, yeah, so he realizes that time moves differently because he's in the singular point. And he can travel... So he's traveling to the future and coming back, but so Poop Poop realizes his last chance. Go to the past. Go all the way to the future. Is it? Yeah. I thought he had to go back to the past. No, he goes all the way to the future. Because he goes back to the past. No, he he goes all the way to the future. And he meets with the Yagi guy. Yeah, in the future. He was in the future? Yeah. 
This just goes to show we were watching it at the same time. <laughs> he goes to the future and lives out his life and his descendants live out their lives until it creates a more powerful jet jaguar that they send back in time and have apparently been sending back in time the whole time through the song. We were wrong. It wasn't a Mothra song. That would have been cool. So we, they we didn't can, do that. We can get into some Mothra cock blocking after the song. But yeah, so it's... They do the... But yeah, so that sends it... Sends Jet Jaguar back in time through the song, which has apparently been what's been happening the whole time. And... The giant, a giant jet jaguar that can actually take Godzilla in a fight, yeah. kills Godzilla, sacrificing itself in a final battle, and it blows up the, the oxygen destroyer thing that yeah. creates all like the big shards from the red dust. So and yeah. that's how, um, it. I was a little disappointed that throughout the series, when Jet Jaguar gets upgraded, he gets like, they get new powers and they look different. Yeah. Like, the great, from the first episode, I'm gonna see which is what he does. Like, the great from the first episode turns into, like, a nice big steel panel, and I'm like, producer Jasper just unplugged the microphone, so. Yeah. He was like, you're going too crazy, you're going too heavy. <laughs> so, yeah, so, anyways, he, uh, anyways, uh, they, uh, you know, Jet Jaguar... Defeats the new Jet Jaguar. Uh, defeats Godzilla. I was gonna mention. Um, I'm disappointed yeah. by what I was leading into with the design change. Was um, I was disappointed the final Jet Jaguar was just a bigger Jet Jaguar. Like he didn't look any different design wise from what I remember. Yeah, true. He was just big, bigger. They just scaled up his model. That is fair. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so defeats him then. We get the most self-aggrandizing end monologue I've ever heard. <laughs> it we was... heard it at the beginning, didn't we? Yeah, so they've been playing three times throughout. The, when the show starts, we hear this monologue. It means nothing to us yet. The second time we hear it is about halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Same monologue, still doesn't mean anything to us yet. Yeah. Then they do it at the very end of the episode, and it finally means something to us. But the entire monologue is poop poop uh, talking about how it all made sense the whole time. Uh, we Everything has been leading into each other. It all, it's, it's pretty much the writer's room for Godzilla singular point jerking themselves off. Onto our screen about how good of writers they are. And they're not. None of this made fucking sense. The entire writer's room at Singular Point? You, no, you, you jerked off. You just jerked off. That That's all you did. You didn't write good art. You jerked off, and now we had to eat the salty cracker. That's what happened. Yeah. God Goddamn. Yep. So, imagine Godzilla Singular Point is a story... Is a simple story told very complex, is what I will say. Like, you didn't, we don't need so much of the time travel things. It does not add much. So, um, that was annoying. I can say, uh, that, I think our producer has to go out to pee. It's about time for our break. Yeah, so we're we'll move take... on to other things we hate later, uh, after the break. Yeah, Marty? Yeah, Jasper doesn't like it either. Don't you, buddy? Alright, we're gonna take a break, and I don't know what commercial we're gonna play, but it's gonna vaguely suit how we feel about this. We'll make it something nice to make up for it. We'll do the Reese's Puff song. Amazing things can happen when you taste Reese's Puffs. Wow. Chris, no more riding you back to school. <laughs> You'll be driven by a chauffeur from now on. What? Oh, and you can't go to the concert. Yes. So we're bringing it to you. The perfect combination of chocolate and peanut butter flavor. 
Wow, it's Reese's Puffs. An extraordinary part of this good breakfast. Now about your allowance. All right, cool. We are back to talk more stuff. Now, Brandon, you want to stu- you want to talk about the uh, the season two tease, yeah, end credit scene. Yes, the season two end credit scene, um, almost makes me want to watch season two out of pure curiosity. It, I'll give it that. It was a cool tease. So remember, uh, as we we're saying in the summary, the re- evil reporter guy steals the Godzilla bones from the original one. And they're like, what's he going to do with those? Well, we figure it out. In the teaser for the second season, it shows a Mechagodzilla being built around the bones of the original Godzilla. And it's fucking metal as fuck. It is really cool. You see that guy who we thought was dead was still alive. And he doesn't... He looks older, right? But not like... Yeah. Yeah. But still black hair. Maybe that's just an anime thing to yeah. make sure you know it's the same guy, but... Yeah. yeah. It almost makes me want to watch season two, but then I'm like, no, 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 no. You remember how this went. <laughs> yeah, season one is mostly a self-contained story outside of those Godzilla bones. Clear sets up for season two. That is uh, something I'm not invested in, really. No. But the teaser looked cool, because Mechagodzilla is cool. And we knew... That, like, there'd be a, a, a season two hook of some major level kaiju. Uh, I had gone into season one telling Brandon it was going to be Ghidorah. I thought, it's got to be Ghidorah. Ghidorah is, like, the go-to. Over the course of the show, we became convinced it'd be someone else who we're going to talk about in a minute. But it wasn't them. They gave us Mechagodzilla, and, and Mechagodzilla is dope, and I didn't expect it, and it makes sense for where that storyline could go, should go. Mm. So that's the one bit of writing that I'll say the writers' room was like, "Yeah, good, good job, guys." The writers' room, I'm I'm digging into the writers' room a lot, and they deserve it because honestly, the biggest problem in this show is the writing by far. The rest of it is is good. The animation is good. The CG implementation is good. Character designs are distinct. But the writing is just abysmal. And I think it's... Well, we're talking about Confucian. And I think it's entirely because they are not... They're not feeding us the information correctly. So they give us like five different mysteries. Mm. Five different MacGuffin terms... Between what a singular point is, what the cataclysm is. Yeah, the uh, what super calculator. Yeah, what the super calculator is and... Some omni... The oxygen destroyer, but it's a different name. Yeah, it's the diagonizer. The yes. diagonizer. And all, all of these are like things we're being fed a little bit of information at uh, about at a time trying to give us the full picture of what each separate thing is. Yeah, but they don't focus on one. Yeah. They just swap between them. They act like, "Oh, we've talked about the atom we've talked about the diagonizer once, so now you'll understand it in the context of this new thing." Yeah, it, it, we needed like a dedicated episode thing for yeah. just one of these concepts each. Yeah, we need like, season. you know, you can introduce us over an episode or two to the concept of singular points. And I think what a singular point ultimately is, we could get in an episode or two. It's a, it is a linchpin location or object between all the different timelines. Yes. So like Godzilla's, the original Godzilla's bones are described as a singular point. But it's weird how they, maybe it's just the subtitles like messing up. But multiple times it would change the noun from the singular point to a singular point. And that doubled the confusion. Yeah. Where it's like, is it just one thing or is it multiple? I think it's multiple. But the rest yeah. of it, I'm, the cataclysm is... Apocalypse. Yeah, a, a vague apocalypse. Cool. But all this stuff, because we're being fed the information about it, a little bad time and... 
at the and the same th- and different things at the same time before you know solving one mystery and moving on to the other it's confusing it's like if we if you were to watch a murder mystery movie where it was five separate murders committed by five separate suspects it'd get confusing when they're feeding you information about one at the same time or they would be like here's if, one clue for case three and here's one for case one it's like it's a lot to keep track of yeah and i i'm not saying that you can't make a more complex story out of a godzilla thing but this isn't you know you need to ramp up your lore you like yeah you gotta keep it simple in season one like maybe give us singular points in the cataclysm or the super pick two at most and then you know season two you build in the new lore thing that we have Mm. to wrap around like we will understand humans have the ability when reading fiction or taking in fiction in film form and tv form to understand complex lore brandon and i can tell you so much about the world of westeros because we're both huge george rr martin nerds uh but i just reemerge i am i'm literally drinking a giant a song of ice and fire mug at this very moment but the thing you know what's good about that though it focuses on the characters before it gives you the backstory of like the laughing storm or something yeah and (laughs) it's it's just you can't like we're but lore that complex we're capable of taking in but it needs to be spoon-fed into us most of the lore of game of thrones it's like it's given to us one event at a time that we're for the most part that we're allowed to understand the event and then have it as a puzzle piece we can fit in yeah it's not like people keep like saying like Tyrion was, then 50 pages later, Tyrion was short, <laughs> then 50 pages later, Tyrion was short because he was a, then yeah. 50 sh- pages later, Tyrion was short because he was a dwarf. It, that's the nonsensical way to give us the information that no one's going to fucking understand. Yeah, and I and I do think, you know, of course, we're not going to, we don't say that, here's what, here's what I'm saying, we're not saying that... I describe it. We're not saying, oh, this isn't like, oh, George R. R. Martin level writing quality, so therefore it's not good. I mean, oftentimes, it's, recently, it seems like George R. R. Martin is having difficulty coming up with George R. R. Martin quality material. It's it's just the example I went to because it's the most complex lore I could think of. Yeah, that we have no trouble understanding. Yeah, it makes sense. But people at least. Game of Thrones was like the most popular show of all time when it was on. People understood at least the broad strokes of what was going on. Yes. So I will say that I think the com. What what I meant by that is that we're not saying that oh this has to be like a complex story. You can keep it simple. Like the story is simple. It's just told in such a weird, complex way. It would be like if the entire Song of Ice and Fire book series, all of that background stuff had nothing to do with the plot, and it was Cersei versus Daenerys. Who the fuck cares about Jon Snow? He has nothing to do with it. Tyrion has nothing to do with it. Nobody has anything to do with it. It's all about them in the end. And it's like, why do all the extra stuff when it's just complicating things? But imagine it's written badly on top of that. It's also confused. I thought that Mr. O and the himbo guy died in the finale, but then they were alive? Yeah. Like, because they, like, they fall to their death on a truck in the <laughs> air. It's like, they said it's like 100 meters up or something. It's very high and up. And then they're, like, uns... We don't see Mr. O after, but we do see the himbo guy, and he seems unscathed. Yeah. But, like... I guess the series has a habit of killing characters off screen. Without us, Oh my god, that annoyed me so much. Okay, so... One of the grad students' many bosses in her internship mm. is a Chinese 
uh, genius uh, woman in computers named Professor Lee or Doctor Lee, uh, and and there's an attack on a place they're at where Rodans are there, and Doctor Lee's like separated, and it looks oh no that looks perilous that looks bad, but you know nothing happens before they cut, and you think oh they're gonna cut back and resolve this. They never cut back and resolve it, and we learn like two episodes later that Doctor Lee is dead. Uh, and just we, from what they say, it's like yeah, this is what Doctor Lee wanted. <laughs> like, and we're like, and we're supposed to oh oh, I guess that was a death scene. Like it registered. It's like for me for a moment, like is she dead? But then it moved on, you know, and it was inconclusive enough that I just forgot about it. Yeah. So it was. This show's bad, guys. I'm very sorry if you watched it after our recommendation at the end of the first part of this review of the show. Because I, I, I don't recommend this show. No, I wouldn't. I would say, um, as I do with our, you know, the ones we enjoy less, go on YouTube, look up Singular Point Cool Moments, and you'll find like the the times Godzilla shoots lasers, and it's really cool. It takes like just like five minutes to watch that, and then you you're set. You don't gotta listen. You don't gonna do anything else. You don't gotta watch the rest of the show or anything. Just watch Godzilla shoot some cool lasers, and you'll be like, you'll have a better experience than we did. Okay, so now we're gonna talk about the Mothra thing. Uh, so this show seems to be teasing Mothra throughout the whole thing. Like, the song that Jet Jaguar is traveling through time in sounds eerily similar to the songs that we've talked about hearing the the twin, the psychic twins who have a connection with with Mothra in the, the movies sing. Uh, they sing them like five times a movie in every movie they're in. Uh, so... It sounded a lot like that. Then they're doing that song up like super crazy as the ki- as the uh, characters are uh, in a montage in the second to last episode in which two things are happening. One, the uh the grad student and one of the uh good scientist from the shady corporation the gray-haired pig yeah okay uh are in a cave that looks aesthetically very very similar to one of the caves that a mothra egg would be found in in the godzilla movies Mm. and that's intercut with a montage of what are first thought to be butterflies flying around the city as Team Jet Jaguar preps for the final suicidal mission to try and save the world from Godzilla. Uh, and they're just watching these... Uh, they're not butterflies, they're silk moths. They they make a point of that. Silk moths. Mm. Uh, and They even say, butterflies, no, moths. And there's thousands of them flying around. Yeah, and... Watching that happen, being intercut with the cave that looks a hell of a lot like where you'd find a Mothra egg. Mm. And then just nothing. They do nothing with well, that. Like this, it's the episode before the finale of the season. And, and you're like, and, something big's going to happen. And the yeah. music is swelling and it's playing that theme that sounds like the Mothra theme. And it's building and the camera is zooming away. And it's like, there's going to be an outline of Mothra in the sky. There's going to be an outline of Mothra in the sky. Like, it's too perfect of a concept to not have there. And And we were both like, oh shit, this might actually redeem itself with that idea. Yeah, like, how sick it would be. But then they don't do it. They don't do Mothra at all this season. Mm. And then to rub salt in the wound. We finally watched the end credit sequence... Uh, because Netflix didn't autoplay to the next episode because there was no episode. Didn't give us options for other stuff because there was an end credit scene that we talked about. Mm. And we finally got to see it. And 
there's a big-ass shot in it of a scene that never happens in which Mothra is just flying down the street wrecking shit. Yeah, I think it was in the end credit scene, it was like, oh, in her dream, she's dreaming, like, the classic kaiju monsters and their designs. But, like, oh, was it salt in the wound? It was a Where, lot like, of salt in the wound. a lot of the monsters that show up in that dream sequence appear in the season? Yeah, it's, like, Godzilla, Anguirus, the Mandas. It's it's yeah. stuff we've actually seen. It's even Salunga shows up. Yeah. And <laughs> it's... no Mothra. Yeah. No Mothra at all. And Mothra would have been perfect because the whole concept was, like, they were going to have to fly, like, 120 meters up in the air yeah. and detonate the bomb. And the Jet Jaguar has, like, jet engines on his sides to get up there. And they're, like, all rinky-dinky and shitty and, like, not working great. And I'm, like, it'd be it's going to be so sick when, like, the Jet Jaguar is, like, falling. It's, like, oh, no, we're going to lose. And Mothra, like, sweeps in and saves the day. And, like, you've had, and I understand that you may go, like, well, there's not enough setup for Mothra or whatever, whatever. But, like... You're watching this, I'm assuming you know enough about the basic kaijus. Not not someone like this episode, but more like a watcher of that of the anime. Yeah, they expected us to just understand Kamunga, so I was there without ever saying Kamunga's name. Yeah. I think they can I think they're they're relying a, on a bit of knowledge. Yeah. So like they assume that you're going to know Mothra. So when you have all of these silk moths flying around, I mean, like, it's right there. It's, oh my god. Like, I, it's right there. It's just so bad. I described it to Nolan. Um, in a lot of ways, Godzilla's singular point is just a bad version of the Loki show. The Loki show is so good. So unless far. The la- unless the last two episodes that have come out in the time since we recorded this and between it, this being published, uh, really fucking sucked a duck. Mm. Or really sucking fucked a duck, I don't care. One of those yeah. things. Uh, it, uh, if, if, you know, it, 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 it's bad and Loki's good. That's the point. Yes. <laughs> so unless the, you know, so far we're at the, at the time of this recording, episode four has released mm-hmm. and it looks fun. Yeah. So it's, Loki has a lot funner way of using the timelines. Yeah. In a way that I would say they very effectively describe what it's about. Yeah. With like It's like they don't try and go and do the science of the timeline cuz we don't care about the science cuz it's an impossible thing. Yeah. They 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 do go into the science of singular points and the supercalculator and all that stuff and we don't care and it because it's not a real thing. And it just confuses us. It's it's building upon, <laughs> sh- it, like, we already don't have that suspension of disbelief for it. And it's weird to focus on it so hard because then, like, you're either going to lose people or they're going to be way too focused on that and not going to focus on the cool monsters. So, we like to be a positive show, though, so... We do. And we have no one to make it gritty for this episode so instead i'm gonna say let's because it feels like we're coming to the end we mm-hmm. can only be negative for so long it'll be bad for our blood pressure let's yeah. both give a genuine thing we loved about singular point to end the episode out you know i'm sure some people watching this actually liked singular point I don't know who they are, and I don't know why their taste is the way it is, but uh, but I'm sure you you're you're out there, and we love all our fans, uh, mm. even you, Jeff. It's okay, <laughs> Jeff and Coben. We'll get to the ex. We'll get to the other two anime movies eventually. Yeah. So, uh, do you want to go first, or should I? Um, I'll have you go first. Okay. Just to make sure we don't have the same thing. And Garrus is probably overall my favorite kaiju. Mm-hmm. I know that we talked about this in the first episode, but I feel like they did Angiris a lot of respect that the character does not usually <laughs> receive in kaiju media as kind of just Godzilla's dopey sidekick is how he <laughs> usually seems to be portrayed. Yeah. But Angiris was legitimately uh, a... a 
just kind of like a beautiful force of nature in this yeah. and very morally ambiguous like we talked about this before but we weren't sure if it was like but like it didn't seem as though Angiris had any ill will towards humans mm. it was just a scared animal under attack yeah and i really liked that portrayal I also really like Jurassic Park, and it was kind of just ripping off a lot of Jurassic Park tropes. So mm. it could be that, but uh, yeah. combining my favorite kaiju with one of my favorite movies. Uh, but yeah, I that is my po- my big positive that I can give Godzilla singular point. It did justice to Anguirus. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I actually have two. Oh, I have two. So if it's poop poop, I will strangle you. Uh, one poop, one poop, <laughs> two poop. So no. this episode doesn't go out for weeks, Brandon. They wouldn't find the body. <laughs> <laughs> I love how I'm implying that still the episode would go out on air. Yeah, like you know how to edit. <laughs> <laughs> the first sign, the first sign that I'll be missing is you won't get an episode next week. So if you don't get an episode, well, they won't. It'll be too late. Now. Um. So anyways. The perfect crime. <laughs> yeah. Jasper, give me a silly. Our producer is causing trouble again. Come on. Here, I got him. All right. Big silly. Give your positives. Okay, so I have two positives. One of them is that the Godzilla design in the show is so fucking cool. It is a great Godzilla design. I'll At the end. That. Towards the middle, it's weird because he looks more like a snake on the face. But by the end, he is like this large, booming, very well-made 3D creature. And it's awesome, and I love it, because I'm a 3D person, so I love seeing good 3D stylized art. And he is a prime example of that. Brandon, we're we're all 3D people. It'd be weird (laughs) if... I'm not like a two-dimensional person. I'm here with you. You you can touch me. I'm I'm in three dimensions. (laughs) Oh, we're discriminating against poor Flat Stanley. (laughs) You know, Flat Stanley is part of the bourgeois. He got a genie. (laughs) And he got to go to space. You get him. You get him. Take Flat Stanley down. I will storm the Stan Steel. And I will put him in the Stanity. (laughs) You mean the paper cutter? Yeah. <laughs> Put Stanley in a paper cutter. <laughs> Viva la France! Oh goodness. Okay. Anyways, um, yeah. So the one is Godzilla has a very awesome design in the show. I love when he's on screen. He moves very well. It's very well animated. His laser breath is really fucking sick, with like the discs and everything. It looks so good. Like, I like. It's a great Godzilla. And I'm really happy. And the second one is I really enjoyed the early Jet Jaguar fights and anything about them. I love the concept of like this scrappy team assembling a a robot and using it for things. And then over the course of the season or series, they keep building on the robot and it gets bigger and stronger and more effective. I don't think Jet Jaguar should have ended season one still not uh, having gotten out of being a little janky yeah i i feel like just his jankiness should have been like he can be more intimidating but he shouldn't move as smooth as he does by the end yeah i think i'd prefer if he had like more scrappy parts like he had a fucking like crane arm or something yeah things that kept that sort of mentality yeah so um Okay. That stuff was good. I really enjoyed those two aspects. So, I, I got a few good things to say about it. And I will say that as an overall third thing, the style's good in this show. The animation is nice. The character design's good. Like, it's a good-looking show. And the 3D implementation's very nice. Yeah. All of those are good things. And while, you know, season two, I don't know if that's happening or not, I... I feel like I'd be willing to watch the first episode to see what happened, but I would, yeah, I'd, I'd be concerned about the techno battle. 
But if they cut that down like 90%, I could be interested. Keep it shorter. But yeah. Overall, like, we're disappointed in the in the show, but there's definitely some bright spots. So that's how uh, that's how my dad uh, <laughs> talks about me. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! No, he doesn't. My dad's very loving. That was a self-deprecating joke with no basis in reality. <laughs> I know you intermittently watch Dad, and it'd be very bad if this were the episode you watched. Yeah. So um. Anyways, we had a good. T- uh, well, we didn't have a great time watching it, but um, I think we got some good thoughts out there about the series. Yeah, so I'm going to hit with what next episode is. Yeah, and I think we, we explored this new medium of uh, reviewing or just talking about a series or a season instead of just individual movies. So that was good. So, yeah, um, that's about it. So um, I can give our socials. So our socials are... Main thing is our Twitter account, which is at Podzilla C. And the C stands for Can't Wait for Season 2. No, we can. <laughs> I can wait a long time for Season 2. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so uh, you can send us messages on, or send us emails. Email us some questions to our Gmail at Podzilla King at at king of the king casters, of casters at gmail.com. Yes, king of the casters at gmail.com. Uh, you can listen to us anywhere podcasts are available. <laughs> uh, such as Spotify, RSS.com, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, if I remember right. And, you know, wherever you're listening to this now. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> you found a place if you're listening to us. Yeah, whether <laughs> it's Spotify or the back alley selling CD. Say hi for me. Yeah, and uh, so now I will talk about what... The next episode is, because I'm excited for this, because, you know, our beer episode went well. So we're going to do a guest again. And we let, uh, our guest is no one, no one with a podcast, no one like that has a following who would be cool for our ratings, but, <laughs> but it's my friend Isaac, who is a huge Godzilla nerd, a friend of the podcast, just a cool dude. Uh, and he... And he got to pick what movie we were talking about. He And he chose for us Godzilla versus Hedora. So get ready for that. Get ready for a weird experimental pollution film, but with monsters punching each other. We're all hyped for it. See you next time, baby! Catch you later. <laughs>